electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Bulls are going to try to extend this bounce to a third day, despite some disappointments from Lyft, Take-Two, TripAdvisor. We'll watch election day results tonight, along with Disney, Oxy, and Affirm. A roadmap begins with midterms in the markets, with control of Congress at stake. Futures modestly higher as investors await the results and the tea leaves for future policy shifts. Plus, despite trimming guidance, DuPont shares are moving higher this ahead of the open. Uh, CEO Ed Breen saying demand remains strong and how the once-high flyers have fallen. Lyft, well, you just heard from the CEO on Squawk Box, that down uh, sharply on growth concerns. We'll also hit Carvana at some point this morning as well. Those shares are only 97% off high. Yeah. Let's begin with the markets in the midterm election day today. Obviously watching some key states. Jim, I know you... T- zeroed in on energy policy. Oh, Wells yeah. actually has a pretty good table of best two-year returns for the S&P. And the best of all worlds is a Democratic White House and a Republican Congress. Right. Plus, Joe, Joe Turnovus put some really good numbers. 100% of the time, uh, you get a lift from the midterm till, till June. Uh, 100% of the time is a lot. Last five times, not as much. Uh, I felt that what would happen is that the president was on the verge of doing a windfall profit tax because the oil companies are making a lot of money. Uh, it's been, it, by the way, it succeeded in Europe. And what you would have is is Pelosi replaced by McCarthy. And uh, but Kevin McCarthy's in the Kern County District. So he that's the most important oil district in California. So you would take that off the table which would mean, and that tax, by the way, would be uh, between the refining level and the actual producer level. So anyone who felt that that was about to happen, as I did, because it would replace all the money that it was, you know, $80 billion was, was created from the last time we did this. So, David, windfall profit tax very much in the agenda, and that's taken off the table. If the, if, by the way, exit polls, 530 today. So there are some people who expect to be leaked in the 330. Okay. So Expulse 530, but we don't think that they can be kept secret. All right. But, I mean, it would be a shock if the Democrats didn't lose the House. So you're already talking about gridlock, aren't you? Yeah. Well, no, I was just saying that if you wanted a group that was most vulnerable going into this, that you could take the risk off the table would be the oils. I'm just okay. suggesting, I'm trying but Don't to- you feel like that's already played out because the possibility of a real windfall profits tax was not going to happen? It was just, well, a, I mean, but was we're just also a talking the, point in a speech? We're on the verge of getting rid of, the, I think, the endless dump of the SPR. Mm-hmm. Look, okay, you could say the banks, but one of the things I, I sense is I think the agencies dig in the heels. So those who believe that, therefore, the banks would be better, no, I mean, the agencies are all appointed by the president. And if anything, they doubled down on regulation. I mean, I think if, if the Republicans win, forget Albertson's Kroger. Um, 
influence? Uh, I feel like the midterms and the impact there versus Jerome Powell and the Fed. I mean, well, you can't uh, even compare the two. Uh, okay. So we consider and talk about the impact but, of the midterms yeah, but, the and gridlock and what it's going to mean and, well, and some other things. But, but, but really. I, but that was what the, was I on know, the table. I know you're just trying. I know. No, no I'm trying. not trying. I'm succeeding. I, 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 I looked at stuff with current cat. That we'll, was a we'll win. S- we'll see if there's moves tomorrow. All right. So curious. let's just talk about the CPI. Don't let's you think a lot of those moves have already taken place because people know or are already pretty sure what the outcome is going to be? That gorgeous suit. <laughs> now, can I just say something? That's all. I'm just saying that. I am saying that we're on the verge of election. I wanted to give an election idea and to be careful of the traditional ones, which is that the banks, because they will be more heavily. It's not like the agencies will not change after tomorrow, other than maybe they go double down and get even more tenacious against the Republicans. The only thing that I found against that I the can, Republicans, the Democrats in the agencies are going to go nuts against business. If the business and Republicans are the same thing. Old Republicans. All right. Let me, all right. I'm, let's say you're a business person and you're trying to do a deal, uh, uh, an acquisition. Let's say you're a business person and you have labor problems, okay? Let's say you're a business person and you have regulatory problems with FERC. Well, good luck, because if the Democrats lose, those agencies double down. That's what happens. That's tradition, okay? The agencies double down because they're allowed to double down. And the only way that I could find anything that would say that would run up is that if you could take the windfall t- uh, profits tax off the table, which is, by the way, succeeding in Europe right now, then you can buy the oils again. And it's not in the stocks. Okay. The oils can go higher. CPI, David, is a problem, or else Powell wouldn't have been so rough and tumble. Right. So really, you're just talking about taking worst-case scenarios off the table. Well, I thought on, that was um, value-added. On, on Medicare legislation, drug exactly. pricing, uh, windfall yes. tax. Yes, I take, I'm taking the worst case off the table for the stock. How about, I mean, B of A wonders, if you do get a Republican sweep, could you see a return to Trump-era R&D tax breaks, something like that? Well, you, you know, you need to see Trump running and winning and because you're not going to get anything through and that's the point of 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 gridlock but we've got this new november 15th announcement from uh president trump i think that if he's if the sweep that you're hinting at happens then you're going to have a maga he's most likely to announce that he's going to give it another shot um so you're thinking dr oz wins a week from now I think better. the Senate is obviously uh, much t- tighter. Right, ten is really. Could tight. it end up 50-50? Ten I'm just, really I'm just, I don't know. I'm just listening to what the pundits say. I'm listening to Joe right, Scarborough so no, on Squawk no, Okay, so you have no value added. That's no, okay. I have no better va- to admit that you None. have no value added. I came in. I came in with value added. Well, no, you came in trying to make things up. To there's, value. there's a look at a Senate more like a seventy percent chance, right? Yeah, I so, voted. I mean, I'm just looking Did at that. Did you vote? Yeah, I voted a few days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, same here. And the lines were short. Yeah. What election was that? The Albanian election? No, it's called early voting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, NVIDIA is something worth talking about. Yes. Because NVIDIA got approval for the dumbed-down version of the chip. Thank you it. for moving on to something that we can actually talk about. I appreciate that. Um, the, uh, I worked really hard since 3.30. It is important, analysis, NVIDIA. And it just gets thrown out as if it, the whole world... For two hours, I work on something. And suddenly it's reduced to rubble. Well, it's not reduced to rubble because you have the rest of the day to talk about it. And you have an hour of uninterrupted go show ahead, go tonight. Ahead. Just go ahead. You didn't even get to take two yet. No, we're going to talk about take two. We're going to talk right. about NVIDIA. We're going to talk about Kohl's. All right, keep we're going to talk about DuPont. We're going to talk about Carvana. Great we're going to talk about Levi's. I have great Carvana. We have so stuff. many things to talk about. Then let's stop talking and start talking. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Bitcoin's another one. Uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are falling to lows not seen in a couple of weeks. Well, yeah. uh, the FTX token has fallen by double digits. The head of rival exchange Binance saying his firm would liquidate its holdings of that token, citing recent revelations. And as you may know, FTX chief Sam Bankman-Fried responded by saying his exchange is fine and has been the subject of false rumors, Jim. Uh, well, Solana down 20 is what they're referring to specifically. Yeah, the FTT. Uh, I will say this. The opaque nature of this Binance versus Sam Bankman-Fried is, I find, disconcerting. Uh, the decline in, in some of these different currencies. Now, you have, David, remember, Sam Bankman-Fried owns Al- Alameda, right? And he also okay. owns, he also owns uh, FTX. Yes. Controls and, FTX. And I'm sure controls. he has some other investors. And we don't really know what's in. There's no reason why we should know because it's private. That's correct. We do not, as you just said, it's very opaque. It's not a lot of, a lot of transparency. But we know he's the most important man in crypto, or at least we've assumed we've defaulted to that position. Well, I think he's very, very influential. Obviously, $530 million to sell something is not a lot. There he is. Jesus. That's our video of Sam. I. Uh, SBF, as we like J- to call him here. He does not look like J.P. Morgan. Well, I don't, we don't have a lot of video of J.P. Morgan. No, we don't. No. No, we don't. But he can had I an, just he say... He had quite a proboscis, from right, what I understand, no, Mr. Morgan. Can we just go back over the notion that the opaque nature keeps us, Carl, from drawing any conclusion about what's going on, positive or negative? How concerned are you about it? Extremely. Are you? Extremely concerned. Because we have a lot of viewers who are in these, and they've been uh, arguably kept up by someone at the 19,000 level. I mean, we did a piece the other night about how Lebanon, they're using it as actual currency, but they've not been adopted, Carl. Uh, They've been failures in terms of corporate. And I regard these, whenever I don't don't understand anything about what's going on, but, you know, the recent revelations... I mean, you know, you've got the billionaire chief executive of Binance saying that their recent revelations about the FTT token, which is Sam Bankman-Fried's, yep. that worries me. Yep. I mean, what recent revelations? David, what's the revelations? About the who owns what? Yeah, well, again, it's unclear. Well, but does unclear make you feel better or worse? No, worse. You want to have, have as much transparency as possible. Reuters uh, points to some analytics that show hundreds of millions being withdrawn from FTX over the last day. And then, Jim, you tweeted, at one point, is a bet on Bitcoin a bet on Bankman-Fried's balance sheet? It is. I, it, at this point, it absolutely is. Um, because this is not three arrows. This is the real deal. This is a man who has been instrumental in making sure that this market works right. And, and the J.P. Morgan is not, the analogy is not a facetious one. No, we uh, right. In this world, you know, J.P. Morgan was the U.S. Treasury. Correct. But in this world, this one man is clear. Do we have video of him? <laughs> this one man is probably the most important person. I, I haven't talked to Novogratz. Yeah. No, uh, it, it, I. You're right. I think many people agree with that, and that's why we're focused on this on these stories and well, trying but to understand. Overnight, there was now, he, to his turmoil. To his overnight. credit, he has been quite uh, transparent. Oh, tra- I mean, he comes out, he talks. It's not like he's hiding. He's, he's available not, to us. He's available, but who wasn't? Who hasn't been available? That, I don't know. There's an availability index. I'm not sure about that. I'm saying that last night this thing had a major decline. The, the complex had a major decline. And I'm just saying that if this man 
weren't as powerful and the whole complex wouldn't have such a decline. If this was the stock market, we would only be talking about whether this is, dare I say, Warren Buffett. None dare call this a conspiracy. Um, I mean, what vulnerability is is there to external markets outside of crypto? Well, if actually, I think that Jay, that Jay Powell's been waiting for this to happen. He, I think that this is the foremost area of speculation. The chairman does not talk about speculation very much. But right there, right there, not the stock market, not houses, not autos, but crypto, with not even wage, wages, are as important to showing the end of speculative speculation than the potential decline of that complex that we put in the right corner. And it won't be done until that right corner doesn't have that complex. Okay? Uh, we're going to watch it, obviously, uh, seeing some declines this morning. Uh, as Jim mentioned, we're going to get to this change in the retail C-suite as Cole's Michelle Gas is stepping down, heading to Levi's. Uh, take a look at the futures. We'll also get to DuPont and Lyft, Take-Two, NVIDIA, Ride, and Trip. When we come back... Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. As we mentioned, Cole's up sharply in the pre-market. The retailers announcing Michelle Goss is stepping down as CEO, effective December 2. Goss is heading to Levi Strauss, where she will become that company's president in January and is set to succeed Chip Berg as CEO in the next 18 months. Meantime, uh, Jim, we do have this uh, preliminary guide from Cole's above. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. Now, um, Tom Kingsbury is going to be interim CEO. Tom's tremendous. He, he took Burlington uh, which had been private, public, and then did a fabulous job. I mean, everyone knows that Kingsbury is the king of off-price. Uh, Coles is not off-price, but they, they could certainly have a lot of merchandise. Now, uh, Chip, who's been on Man Money many times, uh, stepping down is actually quite a shock, uh, given the fact that I, you know, when I had Chip on just, I don't know, like a month ago, he seemed as more just as excited as ever. But and people want to do different things. But that's a good job for Michelle Goss to get because uh, Levi's, done a, you know, Levi's got a great niche. They're, they've been winning in the segment. Chip has done a great job. But I will say this. If you ask me what the most challenged group in the entire market is, it's apparel. And the only one, only company that's really doing well in apparel, even though I like Ralph Lauren, uh, is, is Lulu. So you're going into a very challenged business. Contour, just doing okay. That's Wrangler. Right. And, and it's a rough, rough business to be in PVH. Take a look at that. No doubt. Um, apparel is one of those. I haven't seen apparel this challenge since the 1990s. They have no buy. They have no power against the chains. None. Hmm. So think about that. Um, 
Look at PBH. Look at that. There's some stock for you. Yeah. Wow. It looks like it's. It looks. Like, doesn't it look like a fintech? It doesn't look good. Look looks like that. a fintech. Lost, yeah, it's lost half its value over the last year. We should point out, by the way, uh, Chipberg's going to stay. It's 18 months, so right. there's a transition period transition. of 18 months. She takes over as president. You've seen it at the bottom of the screen. Uh, stepping down uh, December 2nd from um, from Coles, um, uh, but uh, it will be 18 months before Mr. Berg actually. Now, then now Coles started uh, steps David. down as the CEO of Levi's. There have been activists involved with Coles now for the whole way for forever. I mean, I mean, they've all taken shots at it, but the board has been very loyal to Michelle Gellis. Until. Well, maybe she, we don't know the circumstances. I don't know the background here as to whether right. or not this is an opportunity she saw or maybe right. it was time, but. Coles um, is tiresome. They keep talking about their, you can return things from Amazon there, and they have Sephora. I mean, that's a tiresome bit of well, you had, pleasure you, to men, you, frankly, at this point. The Amazon no, partnership you had early hopes for. Yeah, I know, but like, so what? It hasn't meant anything. A lot of people felt that they would buy, that Amazon would want to do that. And Sephora, well, you know, you're up against some really there was an, there was a point at which Ulta. it looked like Kohl's there might actually be a real bid there, for look, it. What happened then, to that? Uh, well, financing was a key part of that. And I mean, would you really want to own this company in, in the midst of what you just described when, as a very such a difficult time? When I shop at Kohl's, and you can get the Kohl's cash, I find Kohl's looks like uh, there's just no differentiating factor to Kohl's. None. I mean, they, none. I mean, even to the point of their private label seems just. Eh. I'd rather shop. You ready? At Walmart. We're going to get their results next week, as we mentioned yes. yesterday. Oh, I think they'll be yeah. good. I mean, Walmart, this is their time to shine. Yep. And I think NRF's looking for holiday up sixes or so. What? In real terms, might not be might positive. Be good. Yeah. Do you see Katie Ubri does these charts I'm looking at? It's kind of cool. It's kind of she was seeing a watch her expand her. Yeah, uh, yeah her I mean, reach. you know, she's kind of a chart. I look at things. It's kind of like Costin. Dave Costin from Goldman. Yeah. Some of these strategists, can I just say, they're really fun. They, they make the game fun. They keep life interesting, no yeah. doubt. That's a sad thing to hear. <laughs> strategists <laughs> keep life interesting. Oh, God. Guys, come on. You need to read something. <laughs> what, you want to, but what, you want to look at the New Orleans Saints? Is that No, although when Jonas came out with whatever, questioning, you know, the pulling his radar on Carvana, the 10 cent bear case, yeah. I found that significant. And the music. David, we have to go. But okay. the 10 cents bear case was Jonas. I, I love Jonas. I was not allowed to do a fireside chat with him. Right. Their compliance uh, wouldn't let me. Well, I know you've been all over Carvana. We'll talk about that yeah. after the break. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash in the opening bell in just under 10 minutes. Don't go away. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. All right, seven and a half minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. We mentioned DuPont at the very top of the show. Let's get into it a bit in terms of the numbers. Stock is looking higher. Yes, now it should be because Ed Breen, the CEO, excellent CEO, is doing an accelerated repurchase. He's actually buying 10% of the company between today and tomorrow. He's got a five, he's got a $5 billion buyback in part because, and we're going to talk about this, he was, did not have to part with money 
for, for the Rodgers. Roger, for the Rodgers acquisition. So he's using it to be able to pay That was the news from last week, of course, where they right. were able to terminate that deal, given the fact that they did not get approval from the Chinese, at least in a timely fashion. Not buying Rodgers, more cash on hand, putting it, right putting it to work. work. Uh, because he had sold some, what I regard as being cyclical businesses to Celanese. Good businesses, but Celanese arguably may have paid too much because, remember, things have come down in this, in this industry. But Celanese is happy, too. They're thrilled about uh, the acquisition. Meanwhile, it's, it's moved more or less with the market right, overall. But it's now, not exactly a great performer. No, but it's got, uh, it still has cell phone, which is uh, not well. But it's got some water protection. It's got a nice pastiche of what I regard as secular industries. I got rid of almost everything cyclical. And Ed is sticking around, man. He loves it. The big worry is always, is Ed going to say, you know what? I'm done. He ain't never done. He is fabulous. And I think that this is a good story, particularly because the, the deleverage and because he got better be lucky than good. The Rogers deal was too expensive. And the Chinese were going to block it. David... Is this well, we don't know. New? We don't know what the Chinese would have done. It simply no. it was the year but, was up in terms of at least right. the merger agreement. They didn't extend it. Obviously, it was a two hundred seventy-seven dollar deal. We saw what happened to Rogers last week right. in terms of what the market value. But was. I like I like everything that Ed, that Ed said, uh, Ed Breen, and this kind of you you got the crypto world right, opaque, opaque, opaque. You have the Breen world, transparent, transparent, transparent. I will prefer the latter any day of the week. All right. We're going to keep an eye on crypto as well this morning. Of course, we've got stocks opening a little more than five minutes from now. By the way, if you want, you can always catch us anytime, anywhere by listening to uh, and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Take Two Interactive is uh, down in the pre-market, the home of Grand Theft Auto video game franchise, posting a revenue miss and then cutting their bookings guidance for the full year. Earlier on Squawk today, Strauss Zelnick weighed in on consumers tightening their belts. Engagement's great. Spending is under some pressure in-game. And I think that's a reflection of the fact that 90-plus percent of our consumers actually don't spend money on our mobile titles, of course. The people who spend remain a relatively small percentage, and you can still enjoy our titles without spending, which is the intent. But when people are under some pressure, when the cost of fuel and food has gone up, then they may choose to spend a little bit less. Yeah, some thoughts on the metaverse, on the ATVI deal as well. Well, look, I, I Strauss Selling is a straight shooter. Uh, this is actually, it's interesting. He's the consumer version of what I see in enterprise, which is that a lot of companies have landed and expanded, and now they're not expanding once they're in. You get attracted by a, a model that doesn't pay, and then you're supposed to do a little paying, and you're not. David, I didn't think the consumer was as uh, questioning their cost. But then again, I filled up this weekend. It was $92. I, I see where you might watch your pump and think, you know what, I'm not going to spend as much money uh, in-game. Yeah. That said, a lot of the supporters of the stock, the analysts, are looking through this year or next year even to 2024. when you've got Grand Theft Auto version 6 and the demand that will be there. So when you get the uh, Grand Theft Auto 6, you should have a nice bump. But if this... Wow. I, I have a very uh, This is actually not easy for me. Uh, but I, I do think that what happens is that maybe you'll say, maybe at a level of 
because he's still a lot of analysts, but I think the rest of the call haven't even downgraded yet. There's the opening bell, opening above 3,800 here, uh, 38.20 or so with the big board. It is Kimberly Clark celebrating 150 years, and at the NASDAQ, military and Microsoft employee resource group. Speaking of uh, interactive gaming, um, B of A does reiterate a neutral on Meta. A lot more discussion about what these cuts could look like. Cuts have to happen. Okay. Now the debate is at all of the of all the fact who is going to come out and do a riff, a reduction in force. Who is just going to say, you know what? We had forty thousand some people before the pandemic. Now we have eighty thousand. That's the actual meta. When are they just going to say, okay, listen, twenty thousand of you have to go? When is, is when is Jassy going to say, you know, it is time that a hundred thousand people go? When is uh, Ruth Porak going to say we have to let go of the people we just hired? When are these cuts going to happen? And until they happen, you're going nowhere. You can uh, have a rumor. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why Fang acts so badly. They only, the only thing they could go up on is, is cuts. Is cuts. FT's got a piece this morning about economists seeing a white-collar recession, That's meaning the middle managers get cut at a higher rate than, say, manufacturing or transportation. Well, I've been saying this to David. He's poo-pooed it the whole way. Oh, this is he? my what? Silicon That's Valley terrible. is the epicenter <laughs> of have. the middle, middle level. And, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's not going to fire himself for heaven's sake. No. These people are kings. They're kings. Um, it's like the man who would be king. I, you ever read any Kipling? I, I never read that, and I feel as though Kipling's you've mischaracterized out. my response a bit to you. I, I don't feel like I've fought back that hard on this. I mean, there are, clearly the evidence is people are being fired in Silicon Valley, right. starting to. There are a lot of companies that are still not hiring but any I'm longer. This is not the caterpillar that we're used to, the Cummins. It's dear. They're not laying people off. No, they but, need all people. Like, yeah. I know, but the question is what the impact is going to be overall on. But what you ask correctly is, does, does Powell look at this at this kind of, la- these layoffs and yes. say, you know what, yes. we have flexibility. Now, believe it or not, Lyft's conference call was very dispositive on this point because Lyft talked about how it's not, now it's not hard to get drivers. Now, isn't that a compelling fact? And they are back to the numbers of drivers they have to the pre-pandemic levels, right. although they're not back to the number of actual miles driven well, for customers that like they were pre-pandemic. Yeah, Lyft shares can you please explain are down to me 16%. How you can have a level of uh, stock-based compensation as big as they did, and it didn't increase the number of shares very much. I mean, don't you have to pay people? The what? What's the question? Stock-based compensation is something we are going to be talking about. Stock-based comp, and typically when we give you the adjusted numbers, because everybody uses adjusted, right. does not include stock-based comp. But one key question becomes, as your stock falls dramatically and you can no longer really effectively compensate much of your workforce right. with that stock because they perhaps demand cash, that will change the nature. You can't adjust your EBITDA and say, no, I mean, I have we're adjusting for not paying anybody I cash. I assume uh, it, it, you know, ZM, and it would be interesting, but their Zoom videos down substantially. If was, you know, when I ask you what you always want to seem to ask now about stock-based compensation, because you know that there's got to be employees that you're probably going to lose if you uh, paid them in stock. Right. Right. Yep. And there are certain ones you're going to want to keep. That said, as layoffs become more the norm, the employer may have more leverage than the employee. Really good point, and it's something to watch because we've never. Well, I don't know. In 2001, we had some of these issues. Yeah. Uh, Wow, um, I'm continuing with things like Coinbase. 
Coinbase is down six dollars. The, the pressure that Bitcoin is under in crypto today. Crypto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you, you may have concerned some people. Guys, well, I, I noticed Tesla shares are getting racked again. Um, this after yesterday, I mean, it was over $200 a share before trading yesterday. And it's now down another 4.5% on no news, unless you guys are aware of something. No, um, and if you actually, is, if you compare it, say, month to date, do a Tesla GM, I mean, it's... There's something going on that's separating the two. And I, you have to come back to Twitter and just wonder whether it's this question as to whether or not um, Elon Musk's attention is going to be much more focused on Twitter. Or even there have been some thoughts that, well, what if he's got to come up with more cash to help fund this business right now? And would he sell more Tesla? And by the way, no idea. None. I prefer General Motors. Uh, and in fact, Twitter reported its size monthly, uh, um, excuse me, it's daily average users uh, that it had in quite some time. Well, he tweeted last night that he's hoping the servers don't melt. Users are so, user usage is so high. Yeah, that's, that's just not a good metric. I mean, that's a metric of nothing. Right. I, look, the, this whole area is in, it's getting into the who cares mode. I mean, anything advertised, look at Trip, look at TripAdvisor, okay? There's some, now he's going to say, oh my God, are you conflating Tesla? No, I'm just saying that there's this complex of stocks that people do not want. And they consist of anything remotely involved with artificial intelligence, with uh, machine learning, with companies that are not traditional. You, David, this is the revenge of the non-disruptors. Right. The disruptors tried... And they tried, like, in The Hunchback. Talk about a good book. That holds uh, well, up. We, Hunchback we, of Notre Dame. Really? That whole, oh, my God. you got to go back. It holds up like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, Trip is interesting, especially after uh, Expedia the other day, Jim. No, I mean, Expedia. Although the journals, journals got this piece on airfares saying, yeah, they've come in a bit, but they're going to remain elevated for a while. You know, it's funny. I thought Expedia was good. And then today, there are people who cut numbers. I met Expedia. I was out in Seattle. They, everything they said they were going to do, they did. And then it went down anyway. I mean, this is, again, like people just say, you know, give me, I don't know, give me an energy company. Give me something that involves banks, well, although, but not FinBank. Uh-uh. Cruise lines today, NCLH not doing bad. Like, well, look, he did say, you talk about being cash flow, uh, free cash flow positive. Yep. A really soon. occupancy. Uh, you know, if, if Frank Del Rio is such a hitter, and he is so, do not mess with him. I mean, remember, he took on DeSantis. He's probably the only person in the world that would take on DeSantis. Remember, we took him, took him on, he, he, he favored, he favored, not, he, he came out against COVID. Wait, who? Frank Del Rio. Oh, Frank Del Rio. He said, yeah, yeah he had the right to test, and. Remember, he had the right to try to stop a Governor DeSantis. Well, he was in an argument with Governor DeSantis yeah, in about, Florida. About the right to protect his uh, customers right. from COVID. Yes. But there was another view. I never really understood the governor's view, but then again, I expect to call any minute because he calls me every second. It's in that automated oh, yes, thing. Yes. Hi, we're all in trouble. You got to vote for us? I don't know. I, I did vote. <laughs> you ever get, did you get it? I have thankfully Hi, not been I'm, getting a lot of the I'm auto, Governor DeSantis, and you got to vote my way. How did he get my phone? Thankfully, I haven't been getting those. He's changed. How did he get my phone? Um, 
Guys, we talked Carvana yesterday. Uh, it continues to sink. It's a very small company at this point in but terms of sure at least its market value. One, once was far larger. It's 52-week high, $304. It's now $6.90. Uh, you had a J.P. Morgan piece out this morning talking about uh, um, another step down in fundamentals. Obviously, when you're trying to sell cars, price stick, the sticker price of which has gone up, used cars as well, uh, or, and or the ability to finance them, they're talking on their call, the monthly cost is up 160% over well, some time, but 160% given the higher cost and, of course, the enormous move in interest rates and what that means, most of their customers do finance their purchases. Well, and they have a lot of, you know, they have a good amount of debt as well. That's one of the worst conference calls I've ever heard. At one point, uh, Ernie Garcia says, this is the worst time to be in our business. I, it, to me, that's, that was a kind of a difficult thing to swallow. At one point, they said that they made an acquisition. I went back and looked at the acquisition, and it had real estate value. And so look out. They might be able to right. sell some real estate. Yes, they, right. They, they, they asked them about that on the yeah, call. Yeah, Whether call. there was, yeah. Well, it's actually, when you go back and look at the Odessa, what they bought, they said, yeah, look, there's some great real estate value here. So that's, there's something. They, they can sell some real estate. Yeah. By the way, the S&P Auto Index has now wiped out all the gains that it built beginning May of oh, last year. Now. And as you know by now, Mannheim used cars down 10 year on year is the lowest since August of last year. And we'll see if it matters to CPI on Thursday. It should at one point, although I would tell you that, again, between you got that problem. It's year over year it's down. But when you look back to 2020, used cars are up gigantic. So it just, it's just unsettling. It's an unsettling moment. So what are people doing? They're buying stocks like Nucor, a steel company. Right. Right into a recession, they're buying a steel company, and they're selling a used car company. Well, isn't that a little counter to it? How about the uh, Foxconn Lordstown infusion? Holy cow. $170 million to help them with their production. Uh, Lordstown is uh, a former SPAC, of course, uh, had been below two but is having a nice day today. Shares of Ride are up 26%. You see it right there on this news of Foxconn, which we're is talking made a, about $2 a number stocks. of other investments, somewhat similar, but sort of diversifying away. They've made a lot of investments in Saudi Arabia, actually, towards the same sort of goal of building. Did you ever think you'd be talking about a $2 stock on Squawking Street? Uh, there have been a handful of $2 stocks that we've talked about. In fact, I want to talk about another uh, below $2 stock that I once talked about when it was far higher. It was one of the biggest SPACs, Michael Klein. Remember? Multi-plan. Is he about to be running Credit Suisse? Yes, he will be running the spun-off Credit Suisse. Multi-plan, MPLN. I did talk about this company did, uh, yeah. when, it, when it was actually, uh, when it announced that transaction. It's been nothing but pain it for quite some time. You guys can dollar, go back even further because it has really been ugly. And they came in uh, well below estimates in terms of EBITDA. There it is. Wow. Um, right there. What That's multi-plan. Terrible. Uh, is doing. No, it's uh, software solutions. Again, this is what, when you go, I've, I, Gina Frank Hall has been putting This is in the healthcare in, in, fab, industry. Fab, in yeah, uh, no, sorry. but I'm just saying, doing some fabulous work. I'm trying to just literally compile the losses of 2021 from the IPO market, and it's unfathomable. I mean, first of all, there's a lot of them that were billions that are now worth, not even worth $100 million. I can't even count those. But the losses are, David, very much like 20, 2000. They're, they're like 2000, 2000. 
The they are like are, a lot of those dot-com companies yeah, that were built on absolutely nothing in terms right. of a real business model and imploded. Yeah, I mean. And the people lost a lot of money. This is not, you know, multi-plan at one point. Oh, there was, was, a, there was a real market value there. There were a lot of there. people that in multi-plan. Yeah, there were. And I think that we haven't covered enough the destruction of capital. And it still hasn't cooled the darn economy. The destruction of capital is not... Well, that would be... Explain, there's a disconnect between the stock market yeah, and Yeah, but I mean, when wealth. you're talking about what? trillion-dollar market values of some companies or more, I mean, you're that still... Right. Add Benefit. up to... You know, Benefit. all the SPACs combined and the losses there don't add up to... Well, somebody bought Half of Apple's market Somebody value. bought these things. Some people bought Bitcoin at 25 I'm just saying that at a certain point... Carl, I have to tell you, at a certain point, I cannot believe that there hasn't been more of a slowdown. You're, you're like, where's the wealth effect? We, yes. No. That's a great question. What happened to the wealth effect as a reason? You know, and there you got money coming out. Sure, if you bought the two-year, you're getting pretty good return. But I am shocked that the wealth effect hasn't cut in. Yes, we have a downgrade of William Sonoma. Yep. All right? And that that's wealth effect. But I just am astonished how much money has been lost, and it doesn't seem to impact consumer spend. Uh, that's the, the level of excess savings, the, the runoff, the, right. how long it'll take for and people to truly get worried. I, Although, I, saw, I know you saw revolving credit yesterday, up $8 billion in September. Maybe people are relying more on cars. They should be. Uh, I, I just, look, I just think that I look at the, at the stocks that, that came public in 2021, and I say, well, are people just brain dead? I mean, if you look, if you owned one of those, David, if you own any of those, I mean, there's so few that are up. I'm not even talking about the SPACs. The SPACs I can't even look at. SPAC, but no, you're right. The IPO performance of the companies that came public in 2021 has been uh, Where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? On the part of who? The underwriters? Us. Me. I don't know. I mean, people got away with, they got away with, 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 people, it's the, I mean, it was a different time. People were willing to pay multiples based on projected well, growth rates. Not, and I'm not talking here okay, facts. But, I'm just talking right, but, in okay, general. Let's, where are there more people reporting on the multi-plans? How about that? That's fabulous. That is fabulous. There, you got a guy, Michael Klein, we all know, who's going to be on the spinoff credit suisse, and he crushed people. Um, now, you can say he didn't. Now, you know, if you take a look at, 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 at the SoFi, and I like, I, I, I like to, I think, you know, but I know the you amount do. of money that has been lost in these things, I get them in the lightning round. How, I always like to look round. at, how's Wheels Up doing? Wheels Up? Oh, yeah, there it is. It's about 59. Yeah, $1.59. No, $1. there's, what? listen, we can just sit here all day. All no. day. Yeah, but By the way, to, before we... We ought to sit here for, 20, for 10 minutes and oh. call people out. We can Why, call not? Them Why out. not call people out, Ginko? By the way, I will say, I sat there every day questioning these facts. Every single day. Every day. I will give you total credit for that. Right. You did. I did. When, when they mattered, David would be in there and say, you know, maybe Lucid isn't worth 50. Remember you yeah, saying Lucid? Lucid was one of the great ones. So he, still he, above 10 bucks. I but. think if you pulled the tape, you would hear us saying, this is not normal. All right, What's good. going I just, on? I always feel bad. I just, and I would always go to that page of the projections and look at 2027 and go, oh, they're going to they're going to make seven hundred billion dollars. That's remember when good. You, remember when you endorsed QuantumScape? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you said we'd be safe in quantum scale. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, so we got some muted action on this election day as we wait for returns tonight. But above 3,800, let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Dow's up three days in a row. And, uh, well, the tech's holding in there. Let's take a look at the major sectors. Uh, semis up nicely here. That NVIDIA news, maybe they're working on that chip for China. That's helping them. Materials and industrials, again, advancing. Industrials have been one of the big, big stories of the last uh, three weeks, really since the middle of earnings season. Uh, energy has also had a good run, but that's uh, down a little bit today here. I want to show you some of these industrial names. Uh, railroads up right at the open, Union Pacific, uh, CSX also on the upside. Caterpillar was up earlier on. Lockheed, these have all had tremendous runs. I'd say big global industrials are the winners since the middle of earnings season was announced. Let me just show you some of these names. I'm just picking a date here in the middle of earnings season, October 20th, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Caterpillar's up 25 percent. Boeing's up 18. Honeywell's up 18. Lockheed's up 12. Defense stocks generally have been doing really well. It is nice to see this because this is a, a period where we've had tech fluttering around a little bit, and it's nice to see some new leadership come into the into the field. This is one of the reasons that we had that horrendous down run for technology stocks in the last few weeks, and yet the S&P wasn't down nearly as much because we had other sectors, including industrials and a little bit of health care, uh, picking up the slack. So that's really tremendous to see. These are now getting a little bit overbought, but nonetheless, nice to see that here. As for the midterm elections, we've said everything we need to say about it. Uh, I'll, I'll just a couple of quick things. Remember, since 1950, all 18 midterm elections were followed by an up year for stocks. This is why the bulls are very happy about this, because particularly the following three months after the midterms, they all tend to be on the upside. There are numerous combinations you can have here, but there are four years where the best combination occurred, and that is a Democratic president and a Republican House and Senate. The two-year return was up 41 percent, and that is a strong possibility that is the combination that we're going to be having. But don't kid yourself. David mentioned this earlier. You should listen to David, folks. Uh, it is not going to matter if the macro doesn't cooperate. You can scream all you want about the strong seasonals, and we've all gotten notes endlessly about this from the technical guys. We've got a little bit of a three-bagger going here. Since uh, the seasonals are Santa Claus rally, the best six-month period, uh, and the end of the midterm elections. Okay, that's positive. All other things being equal, this would be a great end of the year. But it's not. We are dealing with macro issues, including the Fed and inflation, recession risk and geopolitics. And it's the macro that matters. For that to really change, we'd have to see like two year yields come down and they're not. They're stuck there at two point, uh, excuse me, four point six percent. That's a big issue. So all of this is nice with the midterms being behind us. But if we get a nine percent print on the CPI on Thursday, Carl, and we're expecting eight and people want a seven handle, Eh, we get a nine. Uh, that's going to negate any gains that we've had in the last couple of weeks. It's macro that matters. Carl, back to you. Right, Bob, good point. Uh, thank you, Bob Pisani. A quick programming note. Uh, tune in tonight. CNBC's election night special, Business on the Ballot, begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to hit the business topics at play in the midterms and what's at stake for your money. It is a really good lineup, including Scott Minard, Dan Niles, the former Commerce Secretary, Carlos Gutierrez, U.S. Chamber of Commerce Chief, Suzanne Clark, and former Fed Vice Chair Roger Ferguson. As we go to break, take a look at bonds. Uh, as Bob mentioned, CPI still a couple days away, but we're watching yields uh, and the picture there. Overall, Dow up 150. A big part of that is Amgen up 5% today. Be right back.
Take a look at some NASDAQ 100 gainers this morning. We mentioned Amgen, uh, far and away the best Dow component. In fact, a moment ago was worth about a third at least of the Dow's overall gains, followed by Palo Alto, uh, AMED, ASML, and LAM Research. Some decent activity in, uh, in chips today. Uh, we'll take a break here and get back with, uh, with Jim. What's on Mad tonight? Don't go anywhere. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Uh, Fallen Angels, Zim, Zoom, simple ZM. Uh, we got to see what they say. We got a bunch of new products. Uh, we have Max Levchin, a firm that stock's been down a lot. Maybe I have something to say. And then uh, Mr. Osanlo, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Portillo's. It's much like my favorite show, The Bear. But it's Chicago food, and it's going nationwide, and it is a fabulous story. And we're going to have the truck here. And I have to tell you, their food is legendary and fantastic. Maybe David and I might come back. Uh, oh, you session. know. What you time's should. the truck getting here? Uh, that's, we're stay. all asking that. My whole staff is asking because I'm saying that Portillo's is one of the greatest meals I've ever had of a so-called quick serve. It is so good. Fabulous. Chicagoland sausage. Hello. So good. Not disruptive. Not disruptive? If it's disruptive, it's dangerous. Oh, God, that's for tonight's team for tonight's <laughs> show. Disruptive is dangerous. I'm glad we inspired you. Well, that David Michael Klein thing. Sounds like it could be disruptive to my intestines. <laughs> exactly. No, no, this stuff is good. Okay. We can't wait. This we'll see you at 6. Uh, Mad Money with Jim Cramer, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.